Hello, this is Natalia Sheiko. I'm a clinical and research fellow working at the University of Calgary. And today I have pleasure to uh, present the results of our study that was done in collaboration with uh, Professor Kirsten Muller-Wall, as well as um, Dr. Valerie Brandt uh, from the School of Psychology at the University of Southampton and um, Jana Essing, as well as Yufiany Jakubowski, who are working um, together with Professor Müller-Wall in the um, Hanover Medical School in Germany. And this study is uh, dedicated to the premonitory urge, tick severity and comorbidities, as well as quality of life in chronic tick disorders. So when it comes to the background for this study, we know that chronic primary tick disorders, including Tourette syndrome, are characterized by multiple motor as well as vocal ticks. Well, at least one vocal tick. And we know that the preceding sensory or premonitory urge is considered a hallmark of ticks. And the urge to tick has been compared to the urge to scratch, a building up intention or uncomfortable feeling that is relieved after an action. The estimate for the prevalence of premonitory urge is uh, varies with approximately 77% of patients over 13 years and approximately 90% of patients over 18 years um, reporting to experience premonitory urge. Adults with uh, Tourette syndrome report urges more frequently than children, but it is unclear whether urges develop as a consequence of ticks or precede ticks in development. Alternatively, young children may simply lack awareness of the ability to describe the premonitory urge. A recent study of 291 patients confirmed that premonitory urge tend to occur in the same body part where a tick is about to occur. The results indicated that, like ticks, urges most commonly occur in the face and head. Different qualities of urges, such as, for example, pressure, can be differentiated. For instance, with the premonitory urges for tick scale, the abbreviation is PATS. There is evidence that the urge increases before a tick or about of ticks, and that the urge then decreases in the majority of patients, but a minority experiences the reverse pattern. Another recent study conducted in the same sample uh, that is utilized in our study showed that 97% of patients who experienced urges also experienced relief for at least one of their ticks. However, it has not been investigated how many ticks are associated with a sense of relief on average. For example, do patients experience a sense of relief with every tick or only for a subset of ticks? Similar to other psychiatric disorders, patients with Tourette syndrome who seek diagnosis or treatment typically have at least one comorbidity. The most common are attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, depression and anxiety. Evidence on whether certain comorbidities are associated with urge severity has been mixed. Specifically, it is unclear whether or not comorbid OCD, ADHD, depression, and anxiety are associated with the occurrence or intensity of premonitory urge. 
There is also some evidence that different urge qualities may be related to comorbidities in different ways. So, for example, that OCD may be particularly associated with just right feelings and ADHD may be related to feelings of tension. Urges have been found to be associated with lower quality of life, but it has not been investigated whether different urge qualities are associated with lower quality of life. So the current study aims to address whether urge severity and tick severity are associated by using data from a survey that assessed each tick and associated premonitory urge individually. This detailed data allows us to investigate which urge qualities may be more common than others and how comorbidities are related to different urge qualities. Moreover, the sample is large enough to assess the impact of tick urges and comorbidities on quality of life while controlling for age and gender. Finally, the association between an antidopaminergic medication and urge and severity was also investigated. As for methodology, we included 291 patients with confirmed diagnosis of chronic primary tick disorder aged between 18 to 65 years old, a minority of whom 24% were females. And these individuals uh, did an online survey. The data was mainly collected as part of the study which aimed to investigate how urges are described across the body. However, the data provides rich information, number of unanswered questions in the field and thus serves for further analysis. So, for the first research question, so are urge and tick frequency and intensity associated? We um, wanted to use the adult tick questionnaire. And this is a self-report questionnaire to assess tick severity in which patients reported for each single tick that they experienced, how frequently they experienced their tick, how intense the tick was, how frequently they experienced the urge with every tick, and how intense this urge was. Then we used Pearson correlations to explore the association between these variables separately in motor and vocal ticks, as well as single and complex ticks. Another research question that we had was, how common is a momentary sense of relief after tick? So for each tick, patients reported whether they experienced a sense of relief after a tick. Out of all ticks, the percentage of ticks that were associated with sense of relief was calculated. Then another question was, which urge qualities are most common? So patients reported different premonitory urge qualities, reflecting the six paths urge quality categories. So feeling itchy, pressure, tension, not just right, incomplete and energy. And an additional two items, that break down the last parts item into separate questions for different certain quality of each ticks. So whether a patient experienced a certain urge quality with at least one tick was coded as one or zero. The percentage of ticks associated with different urge quality are reported overall and split by simple and complex as well as motor and vocal ticks. Another question was, are comorbidities associated with the urge to tick? 
So comorbidities were assessed in two different ways. Patients fill out the obsessive compulsive inventory revised, a self-report scale with good reliability, convergent and divergent validity. And current ADHD symptoms were assessed with the German ADHD self-rating scale. And symptoms of uh, depression were assessed with the Beck depression inventory, while symptoms of anxiety by uh, Beck anxiety inventory. Uh, in addition, patients were also asked to report any of the following comorbid diagnoses, ADHD, OCD, anxiety disorders, depression, sleeping disorders, eating disorders, personality disorders, and addiction disorders. And these diagnoses were entered into binary logistic regression to predict the likelihood of experiencing urges. We also used a structural equation model to test the association of ADHD, OCD, anxiety, and depression. Finally, we also uh, tested whether symptom severity is associated with uh, lower quality of life. So we did linear regression to predict quality of life from urge qualities, comorbidities, and different types of ticks, age, and gender. Frequency of ticks in different body areas were uh, averaged according to the following body areas. Eyes, nose, grimacing, mouth, head, body, arms and legs, as well as when classified as complex motor or vocal tics. As for treatment, we used independent tests to compare different current treatments. So usually antidopaminergic medication and as well as behavioral therapy and cannabis-based medicine. Um, but unfortunately, the last two, so behavioral therapy and cannabis-based treatment, were not analyzed due to low numbers. As for the results of our study, for the first research question, so is urge frequency and intensity associated with tick frequency and intensity? We found a significant repeated measures in ANOVA that were showing that patients executed complex motor tics and complex vocal tics less frequently than simple motor tics, but not simple vocal tics. In contrast, tink intensity did not differ significantly across simple and motor, uh, complex motor and vocal tics. On average, tic frequency was significantly associated with urge frequency for both motor tics and vocal tics. And if the frequency of all urges and tics were considered, and used as a sum score, the correlation was much higher. Considering all tics, more frequent motor tics and more frequent vocal tics were significantly associated with more frequent urges. Similar effect sizes were found for simple and complex tics. On average, urge intensity was associated with tic intensity with similar effect sizes for motor and vocal tics and for simple and complex tics. On another uh, research question, so how many is the sense of relief? Um, of those who patients who reported premonitory urge, 97% reported the feeling of relief for at least one of their ticks. In those patients who did report the sense of relief, 85% of ticks were associated with relief. 88% of simple motor tics, 90% of complex motor tics, 86% of simple phonic tics, and 81% of complex phonetic phonic tics were associated with relief. Another question was which urge qualities were the most common? 
So, like we said before, different urge qualities were experienced with decreasing frequency of patients in the following order in this significant linear fashion. So it was feeling of tension, pressure, and the feeling that something was building up, a feeling of energy that needs to be released, a just right feeling, feeling discomfort, and each are incomplete, incomplete, incompleteness. Tension, tension was experienced by significantly more patients than all other urge qualities. And feeling of incompleteness was experienced by significantly fewer patients than all other urge qualities. And uh, interestingly, the patient's, the pattern was the same across simple and complex as well as modern vocal tics. Uh, also, urge intensity did not differ across urge qualities. Um, another question was that whether our uh, com whether comorbidities um, are associated with the urge to tick. So we found that having comorbid depression or anxiety, being older and being female, was associated with being more likely to experience urges. Having more comorbidities was not associated with more intense urges, but with a higher likelihood to experience urges. Higher urge intensity was only predicted by more OCD symptoms and younger age. And uh, in the complementary SAM analysis, uh, we found that different comorbidities were related to experiencing more intense urges of different qualities. For example, ADHD was related to higher intensities of tension and the feeling of something building up after a tick. OCD was related to not just right feeling, tension and energy, depression, was associated with pressure, tension, energy, and feeling that urge builds up, while anxiety was associated with tension, not just red feeling, incompleteness, energy, and the feeling of something building up before a tick. Finally, for the last two research questions, so whether symptom severity are associated with lower quality of life. Not surprisingly, we found that lower quality of life was associated with higher urge intensity and higher tick frequency. And linear regression showed that more complex vocal tics and having comorbid OCD, ADHD, anxiety, or depression were associated with lower quality of life. On the other hand, tics in different body parts were not related to uh, differences in quality of life. And finally, when it comes to treatment, Patients who were taking antidopaminergic medication were significantly less likely to experience an urge than those who were not. There were no differences in urge intensity between patients who took antidopaminergic medication and those who did not receive the treatment. So overall, uh, the, our study shows that uh, results from this large data set um, clarify that urges and ticks are closely associated and that most ticks are followed by feeling of relief. While the likelihood to experience urges appears to increase for fem females as well as across the adult lifespan, urge intensity decreases with age. Quality of life was impacted by premonitory urge, comorbid ADHD, OCD, anxiety and depression, as well as the number of complex ticks vocal tics, but not motor tics, or simple tics, confirming that as rule, comorbid disorders and premonitory urge are more determin determinant to quality of life than tics are. 
Motor and vocal tics, complex and simple tics did not differ with regard to arch intensity, arch frequency, relief, and, um, or, and arch quality. Posing the question whether it is sensible to differentiate between these specific categories regarding tick disorder diagnosis. Of course, there are a couple of limitations to this study. First of all, patients who participated in it reported that they were pre-diagnosed. However, they were not seen by a clinician for this study to confirm their diagnosis. This was uh, also true for the comorbid diagnosis that was reported by participants. However, patients were recruited via TS outpatient groups and TS advocacy groups and patients who reported that their diagnosis was not confirmed by a clinician were well excluded from the analysis. And with that, uh, I would like to thank you for your attention and especially uh, express my gratitude to Professor Kirsten Muller-Wall for giving me the opportunity to present the results of this study as well as uh, Dr. Valerie Brandt, who did an excellent job with analyzing of this data, as well as Dr. Jana Essing, who, who worked on this project for her doctoral thesis. And finally, Dr. Evgeny Yakubovsky, who also supervised the analysis. And uh, we also kindly invite you for our poster presentation during AST Congress as well as uh, seeing our poster printed uh, during AST Congress. And finally, the results of the study will be soon published as in, in the manuscript, and we also invite you to take a look. Thank you so much, and have a lovely Congress.